Welcome to the I Can Podcast, where we discuss all things blindness related, including, but not limited to, technology, issues, and other topics. I hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Charlene, and this episode we're talking about guide dogs. Our very own Anurishma sits down and talks with Katie Fan. Don't forget, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, such as included but not limited to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the latest models of the Victor Reader. Careers Plus is designed for young adult and high school students to prepare for high school, middle school, college, and their career of choice. The goal of this podcast is to advocate and educate while fostering a sense of confidence in youth to pursue college and the careers of their choice through interactive, dynamic learning experience. Hi, I'm Brandy Kubel. Hi, I'm Jill. My name is Anna Wisma. Hi, I'm Lex Ariola. Hi, my name is Patricia Figueroa. My name is Pavel Castro. Okay. My name is Lisa Lloyd. Please like and subscribe and hit the notification bell to never miss any of our uploads. Now, on to our episode. Over the last few weeks, our group has been having roundtable discussions about guide dogs. We begin with this question. Is it okay to pet a working guide dog? Hi guys, I am Jill Gilbo. I work at Society for the Blind. I am the Braille instructor, and I do some of the transcription um, for different companies. And I've been there about seven years. I just usually say, "Excuse me," and, and you know, explain what the harness is. That you know, the dog helps guide me, and it's really important that you don't touch the dog when this harness is on because he's doing a job. And then I kind of explain if it's a little kid. Um, if it's a person, I'm a little bit more like, you know, excuse me, can you please not pet my dog? He's working. A lot of times if I'm in the store, or I'm waiting in a line, and somebody says, oh, you have a pretty dog. Can I pet him? I'll say, sure, just give me a second. And I'll tell my dog to sit. And the dog will sit and I'll say, okay, now go ahead and pet. Um, it, it just depends on what you prefer. Um, definitely when the harness is up and in your hand, I do not recommend having anybody pet. Make sure that dog knows that, it, you know, you're not in the middle of the street, you're in a safe environment, and you make the dog sit. Because once the dog sits, he knows he's, he's chill. He's just going to relax right now, and he doesn't have to perform any function at that moment. I can. Can you? Hello, everybody. My name is Anna Westma. Today, I'm going to speak with Katie Fan. Katie is from Alameda, the teaches technology for the blind. This is a lot of fun and very smart. Okay, here we go. What is the process to get a guide dog? Hello everyone. Thank you, Anarishma, for your question. Uh, the process of getting a guide dog is first you do some research on the different schools that you would like and you call them and you interview them and you decide which school is it that you would like to go to and you talk to different people and um, start thinking about whether or not you would like to travel like for instance you want to stay here in california or oregon and go to gdb or would you like to go to maybe another school uh, across the country or you know down in southern california wherever it is that you would like to go to school and you find out the different philosophy and different services that um, other schools offer and you try to narrow it down that way that is step one I think 
And then you fill out the paperwork, and they'll ask you some interests and hobbies, and、uh, what kind of dog and stuff you want for your preferences. And you do the medical、uh, verification to verify that you have a visual disability. And、um, depending on the school, there are different services that they offer. For me, I got Princess at Guide Dogs for the Blind here in San Rafael. Um, and then, so after that,、um, they get the paperwork, and somebody from the school comes out to、um, interview and see how I walk and stuff, and、uh, watch how I do the different routes around where I live at that time. Which,、uh, when I first got Princess six years ago, I lived in San Francisco, so they came out to San Francisco to do an evaluation. And、then、um, after all the paperwork goes through, I went to Guide Dogs for the Blind for two weeks. How did you feel when you got your guide dog? I was very, very overjoyed when I first met Princess Adobe for the first time.、Um, the instructors walked her to my room, and she gave me a nice kiss, and I got to pet her and cuddle with her, and. It was an amazing, amazing bonding experience that I will never ever forget. And can you tell us about your guide dog? Great question.、Um, yes, she is fifty-six pounds. She's a black Labrador, and she's amazing.、Um, she's a lot of fun, very sweet, very loving and cuddly.、Um, we're very attached to one another, and she is a part of me. What was your day like having a guide dog? Wonderful question.、Um, every day we wake up between five thirty and six thirty a.m. to relieve and feed、um, our puppies. We have two puppies here, my fiance and I. So、um, we feed them and relieve them, and then later on we take a walk around eight or nine. And then we give them some water, and relieve them again at that time. And then we do some work and stuff around the house, and you know I do some work, whatever I need to do, and take them out again around noonish. So it's like every three or four hours, I make sure they get to go to the bathroom or have some water. So then by then it's one o'clock now. Give them some water. And go outside, walk around the block, or two sometimes, and or longer walks depending on the day. On average, I would say they walk about two miles or so. And then around four o'clock, we feed them and give them water, and take them out to the bathroom again. So every time we take them for a walk, that's an opportunity to relieve, right? And so that's.、Um, Something that we do around that time, and they play. And、um, sometimes we take them on puppy playdates, depending on the schedule. On average, twice a week or so, they have a chance to play with other puppies, and also go to see some、um, puppy raisers sometimes. So we're very much、uh, involved in the guide dog、um, puppy raiser and other people around here who have、uh, guide dogs as well. 
And then in the evening, we take them out to go bathroom and drink water again at seven. And then the last we leaving is at ten. Who pays that vet bills? Um, sometimes I do, and then I apply for reimbursement from Guide Dogs for the Blind. Um, and sometimes I can call in advance if I know I have an appointment next week for Princess, and then I will apply for what's called veterinary um, financial assistance, and they help me to um, pay for some of the shots or medicine um, with the vet here in Alameda, and. Then I just have them send the、um, bill after the vet visit is over to、um, guide dogs for the blind. But we have to set that up ahead of time. What do you like and not like about having a guide dog? I love everything about having a guide dog.、Uh, I love having the opportunity to love her and treat her like a princess and cuddle and give her kisses and pets. To taking care of her and doing my absolute best to make sure she's healthy and has good food, and we groom her and everything. To walking her,、um, I have a lot of challenges with rideshare services such as Uber and Lyft, both equally. And so for me, I think that is the hardest part of having a guide dog is the rejection aspect of it.、Um, not only in rideshares, but in Restaurants or a hotel or grocery stores. It's been very hard emotionally sometimes to get rejected so often. Why do we need to have good cane skills to have a guide dog? I think it's very important to have great cane skills or mobility and orientation skills because it's very、um, necessary that you know where you are. So that you can ask your guide dog to take you forward a certain amount of blocks before you need to take a left or to take a right、um, while you're traveling somewhere, because your dog doesn't know where it is that you want to go. So if you're trying to get to the grocery store, you need to know approximately where the grocery store is from where you're standing, or you're trying to get to school or whatever location you're going to. Um, so it's important that you know where you are, and to have good listening skills, right? To listen to your traffic, you know how to read your traffic and cross with your parallel for your and your guide dog safety. What do you do when you travel overseas?、Um, guide dogs for the blind has services where you can board your guide dog at school if you have to go away. And you don't feel that it is safe to bring your guide dog, or have other reasons where you can't bring your guide dog,、um, or you can ask for a puppy sitter. Sometimes they have lists of that through Guide Dogs for the Blind that they can connect you to puppy sitter or puppy raisers or family or friends that can help you watch your guide dog when you go away. What do you do when you have medical appointments and procedures?、Um, there are certain places. In the hospital that you can bring your guide dog,、um, the operating room is not one of them. Or if you have like scans, like an MRI or X-ray, you might not want to bring your guide dog into that room. Maybe you can have somebody watch your guide dog for you. And if it's a medical procedure or surgery or something, you can seek assistance from puppy raisers or board your dog at school or have family or friends help you watch your dog again. 
Do you own your guide dog? Great question. Yes, I do. Um, I applied for ownership just as soon as I was able to.、Um, probably about the one year mark or so after I had her. I can't quite remember, but it was very soon after. Did you meet your guide dog's puppy raisers?、Uh, yes, I did. And I got to spend a lot of time with my guide dog puppy raisers as well. One of them before she moved to Oregon and unfortunately has passed now due to COVID. So、I'm very sad by that, but we did spend a lot of amazing time together. And the other one I still see sometimes.、Uh, she lives here in the Bay Area. Did you name Princess yourself? So, Adobe was born into this world with her name Adobe from part of the A litter. But when I adopted her, I wanted to call her Princess. So, her legal name is now Princess Adobe Fan. Because I always want to treat her like a princess and I love her very, very much. What are the differences using a guide dog versus the cane? Using a cane,、um, you can detect a lot more obstacles. You get a lot more feedback tactilely with your cane while you're walking on the sidewalk. For instance, you can count the poles or bus stops or trash cans, fire hydrants, etc. You can feel the cracks on the sidewalk and feel the rises and falls of the path. So sometimes that can help you to navigate, or let's say you're counting pathways,、uh, that also helps. And when you have a guide dog, it's more about time、um, and distance. So you've traveled three blocks, right? So then you know at the fourth one, you need to take a left or a right, or you know, you count, you kind of pay more attention to those things. And、uh, distance, is it a quarter of a block, half a block? How far, where are you in the block? And you don't really look at landmarks so much.、Um, so that's predominantly the differences. Do you know, Markley, you never get up when Princess retires?、Um, Once you decide that you're going to retire your guide dog,、um, it seems like the process for a successor dog is to reapply again.、Um, Princess Adobe is my first guide dog, but I hear you have to reapply and do the paperwork and get、um, the school to come out and evaluate and everything all over again because I think sometimes people's vision changes. With the next dog, so I think that's that's why they have to reapply all over. It is the same process as last time?、Uh, mostly. It's just that I think, you know, they come out and they do evaluate your walking, they evaluate if any medical things have changed for you, and you talk about your next dog and if you have any preferences, you want a faster dog, slower dog, male dog, female dog, you know, black Labrador, yellow, golden. So, you, you can talk to them about different preferences and what you are looking for in a dog, and I think you go through the process all over again. Where does Princess sleep at nighttime? Princess sleeps in a big bed with us at nighttime. She also has a small bed if she wants to sleep there, but mostly she's with us. Is anything else you like to say with us?、Um, I just wanted to share that、um, for me, Princess is much more than a mobility aid.、Um, She provides unconditional love, companionship, and、um, she optimizes or enhances my independence and confidence as we travel the world and、um, create our own joy together.、Um, 
we're a team. So for me, she she's my daughter and she's a part of me. Um, so she's my soulmate and you know my hero. Um, so I'm very very tremendously blessed to have her. And um, I just wanted to uh, reiterate. Uh, if I haven't said already, that choosing the life dog guide um, guide dog lifestyle, sorry, is a big decision. So uh, I think it's important to find out what it is that you want. If you want to use your cane, or if you want to commit to a guide dog lifestyle, because it takes a lot of discipline, maturity, um, you know, like self exploration to see what it is that you want. Right, and you have to be um, mature and ready and organized. So I think that's why guide dogs for the blind doesn't quite have an age requirement, but because they do realize that you know they'll come out and evaluate, and they'll see if the person is um, having good orientation mobility skills, if they're disciplined, if they are independent enough to get a guide dog, and then they will let them have one or not. So it's important to ask questions of other people who have guide dogs. Find out what it's like for them uh, before you make a big decision to get one or not get one. So um, and find out what the different schools offer to see if it's the right um, decision for you. Right. So guide dogs for the blind has different workshops and they have uh, like camps in the summer. Right. They also have a call center that you can call and ask questions. And even once you get a guide dog, you can also get uh, the same thing. You can still call and ask questions about behavior um, questions and veterinarian questions, all kinds of different things. They're there to help you and give you advice. So that's the wonderful thing about our school. And classes are only two weeks long, and on average, there's like six to eight students. So I think that's pretty good. For more information on guide dogs, you can visit Guide Dogs for the Blind at guidedogs.com. If you would like more information, please visit the Careers Plus page at societyfortheblind.org. You can also email us at iCanPod at societyfortheblind.org. That's E-Y-E-C-A-N-P-O-D at societyfortheblind.org. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.